scuttlebutt we got some gouge on the postal service and the social media secret squirrels were out in droves talking about the postal service we're also going to bring to you the bonehead award of today so lead follow or get the hell out of the way this is the gunny you're on the patriot cause as for the enemies of freedom those who are potential adversaries they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Welcome back. On last week's podcast, we talked about the knowledge necessary for patriots Forgot to mention the leftists. They sent me a book with their knowledge so I can compare it to what a patriot's knowledge was. So I opened the book, and the first page said, lie 24 hours a day, and the rest of the book was empty. Like the space between their heads. It's real simple. If you're a Marxist or a communist, I warn you ahead of time, you may have to actually think with that brain housing group that's in between your ears. So listen up and pay attention. The Postal Service has taken a lot of flack from these so-called sequel squirrels out there in electronic land. However, I did find some information that was very important and very relative to their cause as it's understandable. So what we're going to do is we're going to decipher what they say and what the truth is. What they say and what the truth is. The first thing I want to talk about is an individual called Carl Thomas, and he wrote this in the Washington Times, of all things. It's an opinion, but it is in Washington Times, and I quote, Two weeks ago, I mailed out an 8 by 10 envelope from the Miami Post Office to an address in New York State. The postage was correct, as was the address and zip code. One week passed in the recipient's email to say the envelope had not arrived, so I mailed another one. Last week, he wrote to say that the second one had arrived. A few days after that, he wrote again to say one mailed earlier had finally delivered after a 10-day delay. Go figure. Normally, a first-class mailing would not have taken more than three business days. Multiply my experience by 100 million. That could be expected from an all-mail-in election, and the problem should be obvious. President Trump has said the potential for fraud with all the mail Voting is enormous. While he has said absentee ballots are safer, the New York Daily News reports systematic failures at the State Board of Elections and the U.S. Postal Service result in nearly 1 in 10 absentee ballots cast in June 23rd primary being invalid. That comes to 84,000 out of 319 ballots cast. Many Democrats claim that the fear over mail-in ballots is misplaced, but the evidence proves otherwise. In close elections, especially presidential elections, a few votes either way in the key states decide the winner. 
The Associated Press recently reported hundreds of thousands of applicants for mail-in ballots that a voter advocate group sent to voters in Virginia had the wrong return address, adding another complication for state elections who are already hard-pressed to pull off a smooth election in the pandemic. So this is what the gunny has to say about all this. The state of Washington, Oregon are two states that have universal mail-in voting. This means all registered voters get a ballot mailed to them. So in Seattle and Portland, some of the same people that have destroyed their cities are going to handle your mail-in ballot. Foobar! Thanks to the Daily Signal, the gunny doesn't have to go to the false book or the Twizzler and find out the real information. It's all collected right here in one article by David Ditch. He is a budget and transportation associate in the Grover M. Herman Center for the Federal Budget at the Heritage Foundation. And here is his key takeaways. The biggest focal point for online political drama today is an unlikely one, namely the U.S. Postal Service. Make no mistake, the Postal Service faces real challenges that require congressional action to solve. The sooner we stop spreading unfounded rumors about the Postal Service, the more likely we will be to reach an agreement on a solution. So we are going to debunk the 10 myths about the U.S. Postal Service. Myth number one, the Postal Service is removing sorting machines to sabotage the delivery. Correct! They have been delivered to the Congress to help sort out the BS that has piled up. Unfortunately, the sorting machines were designed to sort by address, not by lobbyists, so it will not work. So the reality is the volume of mail has plunged in recent decades due to the spread of the electronic communication. As a result, the amount of infrastructure needed to manage the flow of mail also has declined. Myth number two, the Postal Service is removing collection box to block mail-in ballots. No, they're only going to remove your collection box so you stop sending mail-in LSD prescription forms. The reality is the Postal Service has more than 140,000 blue collection boxes spread across the country. Those boxes are moved regularly from low demand to high demand areas to maxima maximize the efficiency. Photos of these boxes on the backs of trucks are part of the standard operating procedure rather than proof of a nefarious anti-election ballot. Sure wish I could get me my hands on one of those blue boxes. I'd put it right next to my ATM and store my weapons because I'd know they'd be safe. Number three. The Postal Service is locking collection boxes to prevent public access. Yep, like when the police put a boot on your car because you didn't pay your parking ticket and then someone stole your car. Well, the reality is locked caps are sometimes put on collection boxes in areas where there is a rash of mail theft. Employees place the caps after the final pickup of the day and remove them in the morning since collection box theft is overwhelming done at night. By the way, that practice also predicates the Trump administration. Myth number four, the Postal Service could go bankrupt before the election without a $25 billion bail. Good, maybe I'll get my Field and String magazine I ordered 30 years ago delivered by FedEx. Reality, although some were concerned that the COVID-19 pandemic would push the Postal Service over the financial edge, Revenues have been stable thanks to a big increase in package delivery. In addition, Congress provided $10 billion loan to the Postal Service earlier this year, and they want $25 billion more. 
Do the math. Number five. The Postal Service plans to triple postage rates on mailed ballots. The only thing the government is capable of tripling is the federal deficit by month, not to mention the amount of bureaucracy assigned each year. Reality, the Postal Service provides common sense guidance to state and local governments regarding how to handle sensitive ballot requests. This guidance was already in the works before Post Postal General Luis DeJoy began his job. Most mail-in ballots requests are made weeks or even months in advance and thus can safely be sent using low-cost, second-class mail. Number six, postal service delivery changes are illegal, sabotaged by the postmaster general. If their changes are illegal, then all government changes are illegal, which means your legislator was illegally elected and you were illegally driving to the voting booth in your illegal car. Reality, DeJoy, who assumes the Postmaster General's post in June, was selected in large part due to his decades of experience as CEO of New Breed Logistics, a supply chain company. He has experience. Read the rest. Number seven, the Postal Service needs more money to process mailed ballots. C, myth number four, bankrupt. Gunnies do not repeat themselves. Reality, the Postal Service handles about 2.75 billion items per week in 2019 with spikes at various times of the year, such as the holiday season, except those Christmas cards you didn't send out. Mail-in ballots represent a, most, a few percentage points, a total volume this fall, even with an expected increase in requests due to COVID-19. Further, given the regular mail volume has dropped in 2020, the Postal Service has excess processing capacity. It does not need additional resources for this election. Myth number eight. The Postmaster General massacred the Postal Service management. I think I read that story in a history book one time. The Indians didn't like getting an eviction notice, so they decided to massacre the postal workers. In reality, when DeJoy took over in June, there was a modest amount of personal change within the top levels of Postal Service management. Much of that involved eternal pro uh, promotions, senior departing staff were replaced by experienced employees. Only two executives were let go, and most were reassigned to improve the efficiency. Finally, the new leadership at the top of the large organization all, almost always includes some amount of change underneath, and the Postal Service obviously is no exception. The change is similar to what happens when previous Postmaster Generals took over rather than a heavy-handed takeover. Myth number nine. The Constitution requires a government-run Postal Service. The only thing the government can require is more government. So the gunny requires you to get your head out of your earbuds and listen to the truth. Reality. Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution authorizes Congress to establish post offices and to provide for postal roads. That doesn't mean that post offices and roads are mandated or that badly needed cost savings or constitutional crisis. And number 10, the Postal Service loses money only because of unfair funding requirements. The government loses money because it's Einstein's like you that handle the accounting. If you had five bullets and, oh, just forget about it. 
Reality, the Postal Service is weighed down by excessively high employee compensation costs, which averaged more than $97,000 per worker in 2019. Part of that includes a retiree health plan, which has obligations similar to a pension. Unfortunately, the Postal Service has failed to uphold its funding obligations, leaving the plan $69 billion in the hole as of last fall. So all you Einsteins out there that have the leftist book, which is 99.9% blank, go and find the truth so you can understand before you open your pie hole on the social media platforms. So the Postal Service is definitely not perfect. Then again, it is controlled by the federal government, needless to say. However, we can correct the issues as it relates to the Postal Service, and we can assure ourselves that it can deliver during the election. Now it is time for the Bonehead Award of the Day. And there's obviously no lack of finding politicians that do one of the greatest things on the face of the planet, open mouth, insert foot. Today we have the Friday Night Massacre. He fired all the senior service postal executives, the people who've run the day-to-day operations of the post office. This is nothing less than Donald Trump and his political cronies trying to steal the election by blocking or delaying vote by mail. Trump has sued states to try and block vote by mail. That won't work. But he's going to try and stop the mail from being delivered. This is outrageous. That was Representative Peter DeFazio speaking to us about a massacre. The only massacre that I know of is the massacre that's happened in Portland, Oregon, against our police. You need to wake up because you are our bonehead of the day. What do you say there, soldiers? So there you have it. Social media pansies at its best. I ain't going to call them warriors. Patriots are warriors. Remember to share this podcast because we get the information out to our soldiers, sailors, airmen, marine, patriots all over the United States. Will help us to fight this enemy that we know as Marxists and communists. We have to stand up against all propaganda, which is the tool that Marxists and communists use and try to spin the lies necessary to convince you that they're right. The Convention of States an organization that is growing leaps and bounds by patriots like you so we can get the states together and amend the Constitution and put in the corrections necessary to control our federal government. It's also brought to you by Veterans in Defense of Liberty. This is an organization that is dedicated to our liberties and our freedom and getting the veterans together to get out there in their states, teach young men and women, teach our legislators, teach our educators, teach our mayors and governors what is the truth, and the truth is the Constitution of the United States and nothing else will do. With that said, you need to stand up, you need to show up, and you need to speak up. This is the Gunny out.